the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. And uh, with Dottie Herman today, it's Michael Harrison, guest hosting with Dottie. Dottie is on the program, but she's on the phone. She's in a remote location, and uh, she's a bit under the weather, but you wouldn't know it to hear her. She has a case of pneumonia, all things being revealed to our intimate audience here. And uh, Dottie, you holding up okay? I'm hanging in there. All right, you sound good. You sound good. This has been a very, for those just joining us, this has been a very informative uh, conversation today. All the experts are here. I am uh, honored to be amongst such uh, knowledgeable folks. Uh, we have uh, Ace from Citizens Bank and the name Citizens because uh, that's why the bank was founded to help citizens like you and me, not just big corporations. Citizenbank.com, 1 800 922 9999. Put that in a safe place 24 7. And uh, Steve is with us. Steve Ebert is partner at uh, Case and Case and LLP, with, uh, and they are a legal firm that specializes in real estate, and he brings a tremendous perspective to uh, real estate in New York, because they've got offices all over the country. And um, we are uh, obviously uh, mindful of and paying our respects to the fact that the, the program is live, it's, if you're listening on Saturday morning, and it is September 11th, and it's the 20th anniversary, and it all ties together. Uh, insurance is a key component. I mean, you got the realtor, you got the mortgage guy, you got the lawyer, and then you got the insurance, because insurance is a vital part of real estate. No one should be involved in it unless they understand. And uh, with us is Peter Conte. He's a partner at Honig Conte and Perino. Peter, welcome to welcome to the Talk Fest. Thank you. It's so good to be here with you guys. I'm so excited. And, you know, after listening to you guys all for about two years now, I'm so happy to finally be able to get <laughs> to jump in. It's it's great to have you now. Uh, I uh, you know I am the least knowledgeable uh, person uh, in this group, but as somebody who has um, owned homes and uh, particularly in the hurricane zone, they always say your your homeowner insurance is not enough. You'd better watch out for the floods. How's climate change impacting your end of the real estate industry? No, absolutely. So as we see the storms that come off the eastern seaboard get worse and worse. Of course, flood policies are becoming more pivotal. Um, you know, one of my dad's favorite, favorite, Michael Conti, who is the expert on the show, I'm just the stand-in, right? So one of his favorite stories is that there's a bank in Brooklyn that required every single uh, mortgage to get flood insurance. So during Hurricane Sandy, that bank actually made it out okay and didn't have to close its doors because it was able to get, you know, all all of its 
all the money it lent out recouped and the homes rebuilt. So, you know, and that was Superstorm Sandy. So now, you know, we just, I guess, was the, mo- the most recent storm wasn't even necessarily a named storm. But as you see the storms get worse and worse, it is becoming more important. And even banks should probably be recognizing that just because you're not in a flood zone does not mean you don't need flood insurance. It's just we're seeing more and more claims on it, and uh, it's not covered on home insurance. Seepage of water is not covered. So, <clears throat> is um, is this tendency the tendency toward floods where there were none uh, playing a role in raising the cost of insurance for flood? So, since I've started in insurance. The landscape for flood insurance has completely changed because it used to be completely controlled by FEMA and the National Flood Program. But now you're seeing private carriers enter the market more and more for flood. Um, So the private carriers are coming in with good rates and they're coming in with limits that are completely uh, that are much higher than what you could get through a standard flood policy. On a standard flood policy, you can get 250 in building uh, replacement costs and $100,000 in contents replacement costs. These private carriers that are coming into the market are going all the way up to a million, a million and five on building, and they're, the content is equally as high. So the landscape is changing. So as that changes, the cost doesn't necessarily vary, uh, vary so greatly. That, as well as uh, FEMA's now rejoined the flood maps, um, so the zones are changing. If you're in an A and E zone, an AE zone, it, you know, it's going to be a different rate than if you're in an X zone. Um, that's X zones are the lightest zones to be in. That's potentially almost, you know, risk is pretty much mitigated in those zones, and no one expects a flood to happen. But I think what we saw with this last storm that came up is, even if you don't expect to have water in your home, you could potentially get water in your home. Um, yeah. And water is devastating. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? I yeah. know that um, I had a tough time getting insurance um, with Sandy. Um, I couldn't get it. They dropped my insurance. And I live maybe um, on Long Island, a mile from um, the water, and maybe a mile from the water in the Hamptons, and there was no way I could get insurance. I went all over, and I finally found an insurance company that said, if you take every bit of your insurance, your car insurance, every insurance you have, and give it to us, we'll take you. But I find it's difficult to get insurance, and uh, they're making the flood zones, the, the, the distance that you're in a flood zone are, are much greater, I mean, are, are, are much closer. I mean, they, 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 you know, I don't. I'm not usually one to get flooded, so is that going on where it's tough to get in flood insurance now? Uh, so, um, so let's let's just separate it really quickly between homeowners and flood. So the carrier that wanted or that said that if you bring us all of your insurance policies, yes, we can do it. We can insure you. That's because the carriers want to mitigate their losses. So by taking over your auto your Hamptons home, and whatever other policies you have, that means that you have less cat exposure, so uh, catastrophic risk or cat- catastrophe concern, being hurricane or anything. Long Island technically is not, isn't really the best place 
in terms of cat exposure. We consider it, you know, Miami's absolutely the worst. If you try and ever get something insured in Miami, good luck. I mean, you can call me and I will do my best to place it, but we'll have to go with a non-admitted carrier. So just in terms of homeowner's insurance, if you're close to the water and if it's a big rebuild on the home, they're going to want your other risks just so that they can semi-balance out your risk profile with uh, less cat exposure. Um, now, in terms of flood insurance, uh, you if you could go to a standard FEMA program and get the 250 uh, on the building and the 100 on contents, and they would have to insure you. Um, it would be it would probably be expensive, right? So the redrawing of the flood maps, if you're closer to a flood zone or in a flood zone, and depending on how they grade that flood zone. They would insure you. It would just be a very – the price would go up. So yeah. I, I think that's the question. Uh, yeah. Ahead, yeah, I just, I just find it very difficult and getting more difficult. And um, yeah. I think that I just wanted to ask you another question because during Sandy, and again, I was live offices all through Long Island, and Long Island got hit pretty bad. And there was a difference where people had – flood insurance, but they didn't have wind insurance. And then the insurance company would say, well, your damage was caused by wind, not by flood. So can you explain, like, do you need both flood and wind? Because a lot of people, they they didn't want to pay them because they said it was either not, it was either wind damage and not flood damage or flood damage and not wind damage. So can you kind of explain that to us? Yeah, that's actually an amazing question. Um, so this goes back again to the difference between the homeowner's policy and the flood policy. Wind is always covered on the homeowner's. Depending, depending on what type of homeowner's policy you have, I can't say always, but for the most part, it's a covered peril. So when it comes to wind, there may be a higher deductible than if it was just a, a fire as the peril that destroyed your home. So some carriers will give you a percentage of the rebuilding cost on your home. So if you have a million dollars in rebuilding cost on your home, they will give you a 5% deductible for wind damage to your home versus the $1,000 to $5,000, any other perils deductible. So if it is wind damage and you have the $5,000, uh, 5% deductible on a million dollars, do some quick math, um, that's $50,000 that has to be sustained in damage to your home before the insurance carrier will actually pay you. Now, when it comes to the wind versus the flood, the flood, if water comes into your home, there's seepage, it comes up the basement to the first floor, then that is a flood claim and you would have to go to your carrier. If the wind makes a tree fall on your home and then there's a hole in your home and the rain comes in and floods out everything in your home, the proximate cause of that loss is the wind and the falling object onto your home. And that's where the wind, uh, the wind peril that's on your homeowner's policy would come into play to protect you or potentially, you know, that's where the wind claim would come into play. And it's up to the insurer's discretion as to how they want to classify their, the loss to your well, home because they do the full investigation and everything. But, of course, 
Well, I saw that firsthand, and I saw a lot of people on Long Island not being covered completely. Um, And so I, I, you know, I, I think it's really important that people really, when they're speaking insurance and they're looking at policies, really understand it, because I'm not sure many people really do understand the intricacies of that. And um, I remember there was a whole bunch of controversy, and people were fighting um, the insurance companies, and, you know, meanwhile their house was gone. So um, I, I think it's important to actually speak to someone like yourself and really find out what you need or how much insurance is enough, I guess, is that's the other question. No, Peter, sure. uh, and I'm happy to talk. Yes, yeah. um, uh, if you want, if you had something to say to answer uh, Dottie's question, go ahead. I, I'll, I'll hold my question yeah. for a moment. Go ahead. Whenever someone calls me up and asks me about, you know, oh, can you rate this policy? Oh, can you give me a quote? My, what I make sure to do is always explain the cover the coverages that they're getting, the weaknesses in their current insurance program, and how we can better them. Because it's not necessarily, you know, great. No one wants to pay for insurance, but the best thing to do is to pay for something that will cover you versus paying for something that won't cover you. Mm. You know? That's a great point, Peter. Um, Along all these lines, since we're talking about the different kinds of insurance, wind, water, you know, trees, um, I notice something that a lot of people don't understand, including myself. Where where does a homeowner policy end and uh, that thing we call personal property begin, personal property insurance? What's that about in terms of the real estate um, conversation? Sure. So... Uh, on the homeowner's policy, um, there's different coverages that come standard within that policy. The first being the dwelling. That's what protects your actual home, the structure of it, and that's what will get it rebuilt. The personal property is the actually the third coverage on the form. The second coverage being other structures. That covers sheds, pools, anything else on your property that's not necessarily connected to your home. Um, the personal property, that's actually – so there's – comes as a percentage of the building coverage but of course you can choose as the policy you know owner or what have you um, to increase or decrease that amount now as your insurer I could come up with the rebuilding cost on the home and the other structures but I can't value all the possessions you have I rely on the insured in order to do that so the most important thing is to have the open, honest conversation. If you bought a TV 10 years ago and it was $1,000, how much do you want to get paid for that? Because you could, depending on the endorsements, right, you could be paid out replacement costs and get that full $1,000 to go buy a new TV. Or you could get the depreciated actual uh, actual cash value of that TV and over 10 years' time of depreciation, it won't really be enough to buy a new TV. So the personal property comes into play when the insured tells me, oh, I have about $100,000 in contents. Oh, I have about $50,000 in contents. And then I ask them if they're buying the new home to try and give an estimated value on everything in the moving truck that they're bringing into the home. It's the simplest way to see every all of their possessions. And it's the simplest way to say, oh, my God, to replace all of this, including the furniture, the kitchen utensils, the bathroom, 
<laughs> shampoos and all of that. Yeah, like jewelry, uh, things that are subject to theft, yeah. you know, all that type of thing. So, I, I know it gets complicated, you know, but uh, it's it's what people d- have yeah. to deal with, uh, I would imagine. So, And just to, you know, make it a little bit more complicated, oh, good. jewelry is another, is an, yeah, right? <laughs> As if it wasn't <laughs> tough enough. Um, jewelry in oh. and of itself, you should... You should have a scheduled. You should schedule out your jewelry and have an, have a personal articles policy to ensure your jewelry for full value. That puts you on yeah. open perils policy and all that. Yes, Dottie. I I had a, a a situation where I had my secretary, which I shouldn't have done, but I had my secretary do my insurance for my jewelry. And then I lost a diamond ring that was probably, I don't know, it was a three-carat diamond or four-carat. And when I went to my insurance company, they said, oh, no, you have a, a $25,000 rider that includes all your jewelry, not specifically each one, which obviously then I got really nothing. And, of course, I made the mistake of not really dwelling into it and letting my secretary do it. And so I think... My advice from, like, losing a lot of money was that you need to have anything that's worth anything done individually, like them insured individually. Correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Not take a blanket that covers everything unless you don't have too much, you know, that's worth anything. Mm -hmm. It also helps to take pictures of all this stuff, right, Peter? Take, uh, yeah, I tell everyone. I tell everyone, please, as they're undoing the moving truck or everything, take pictures of your stuff. Show me, or at least keep somewhere those pictures. So, in the event of a loss or in the event of a theft, you can show me exactly what was stolen, and we can both prove it and we can get you paid quicker. It's, it's, you know, we want you to be whole as soon as possible after a loss. So, the pictures. Especially with smartphones, it's so easy to do nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, every, everything is being phot- photographed. Uh, Dottie, we're coming toward the end of Peter's uh, spot with us, so go ahead, quick question. Oh. Quick question, because people say, like, don't even claim this, because your insurance is going to go up. So many times I don't claim things. Um, is that there's some truth to that? There, There's a slight truth to it, right? Insurance carriers don't necessarily... Every, every every carrier communicates now. So whether you have traveler's insurance and then you move to Chubb the next year, but you put in five claims on your traveler's insurance, Chubb will see you put in five claims. And then that makes you a higher risk as an insured. Remember, they're in the business of risk and mitigating it for you, but they also have to mitigate it for themselves. So if you're costing an insurance carrier, you know, $1,000 here, 10000 there, 30 here, the next carrier that goes on you or the carrier that you have isn't going to be, you know, so pleased or so happy. And, yeah, at the end of the day, if you have a $30,000 claim and your policy was $500 for the year, one, that's probably a really great policy. But, <laughs> um, you know, it will go up just because there's probably a loss-free discount you lost right. or they need to eventually recoup some of that 30,000 that was claimed and spent Peter, and given out to you. Thanks for yeah. this information, Peter. Peter Conte, a partner at Hone Conte and Perino. Real fast, how can people get in touch with you, Peter? Yeah, you can go to our website, honeconte.com, or you can give the office a call, 212 777 
888-789-7113. And we will all be there to pick up whenever you guys need. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Michael Harrison, guest hosting with Dottie Herman. We're going to get back to all the experts and conversation on our program. This is Eye on Real Estate. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Vegetables in a Capsule. Changing the world, one life at a time. The product super. I've heard about Balance of Nature for some time, and I just thought I'd get involved. And so when I did, I started taking it, and I saw a difference. It kind of balanced out my health, if you will. So my doctor was pleased with that. He said, what are you doing? What's going on? And I just shared. I said, well, I'm taking this extra thing called Balance of Nature. And he said, that's good. That's good. So I admonish all people that have some type of health issue, you know, try it. It really helped my health, and I know the product works. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code THEANSWER. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800 500 8384, relieffactor.com. Hi, I'm Kevin McCullough. I'm Christine Nicholas. Christine, we are excited. September 17th, we are going to broadcast for Broadway. At the Hunt and Fish Club at 125 West 44th Street, we hope that you'll join us for a two-hour special live presentation about Broadway coming back. We've got a very good list of people that are going to join us, Christine. Brian Stokes Mitchell. Joe Benacosta from the Actors Fund and so many more. Tom Harris will be there from the Times Square Alliance and Chief Terrence Monaghan. Get your table. Table now, 347-625-1220. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. 
And it's Michael Harrison guest hosting with Dottie Herman today. Dottie's with us, but she's um, on remote and uh, she's a little under the weather, but one wouldn't know it hearing her voice. She sounds great. And uh, hopefully Dottie will have a speedy recovery. And we're all spending 9-11 together. And it's uh, it certainly has been part of the conversation. It's impossible not to, uh, because it's that important, obviously, to all of us. And it even does apply to real estate. So welcome to uh, Eye on Real Estate. And uh, all of our regular experts are at the table, at least virtually. We have uh, Ace from Citizens Bank. Ace Watanesu Park. And um, sorry for mutilating your name, Ace, but um, I stayed up all night practicing. (laughs) You're fine, Michael. That's you know. you're doing great. Ace, how long did it take me? <laughs> oh, it took, it took Dottie a long time, too, Michael. Don't worry about it. I even went... Well, I've, I've noticed that you guys are so chummy. You know, Steve Ebert, who's a partner at Kaysen & Kaysen, a legal firm that specializes in real estate, and he's at the table. And, of course, Dottie and, and Ace, you guys are so chummy with each other that you're on a first-name basis. So I, I you know, I, I said, hey, if I'm going to co-host the program for a week or two, I better get all the names right because uh, <laughs> listeners like listeners like to know those things. So, uh, so, so there we go. Is, is Ace is, is Ace your legal name or is that a nickname? I I, I hate to get personal yeah, with you. He, yeah, no, no. Ace is my legal name. So you know, my I was the firstborn son. Uh, my parents looked at the dictionary, um, and wow. there you go, Ace. You know, meant number one. So. That, that was the uh, that's the story. That's Ace it. is a nice great system. Ace is a great name. It's a great name, and uh, I'll tell you, my my eyes were spinning in my head. And Steve, maybe you you'll respond to this as well as uh, as you, Ace, uh, to some of the complexities that go into buying homeowners insurance. Um, uh, I would imagine, um, Ace, uh, before you give out mortgages, the, the bank probably has clauses in the mortgage policies that you're going to insure the place to uh, at least a minimal degree to protect their interests. Am I correct? You know, that's a great question. And, and having Michael Conte um, on the show with, you know, things happening with global warming and a lot more flood zones now, you know, flood insurance is now required uh, by the mortgage company, right? So before, you know, you would just get your regular HO, um, HOI, homeowners insurance, um, policy six, which really doesn't cover flood insurance. So when, when Hurricane Sandy um, came, I had a house at Far Rockway, and I had my homeowners insurance, and I work at the bank. And when I looked at my policy, that was the first time uh, folks actually realized, wait a minute, our homeowner's insurance, it doesn't actually cover flood insurance, right? So you need additional coverage. And, you know, that, that story, um, I had to come out of pocket almost 35 K, uh, to fix up the basement with all the molding and all of that. So that was a lesson learned. And now the banks, um, they're, they're a lot more, um, sort of aware as to, you know, where the flood zones are. So before you close, not only do you have to get approved on the credit side, but you also have to make sure that you have the right insurance. And the bank will tell you exactly what you need. And when you purchase a condo as well, uh, you need to make sure that they have adequate flood insurance as well or the bank won't approve that condominium. So um, a lot more to the insurance policies um, in, in today's day and age. But, you know, all, all great information that we're telling our listeners today on the show. So uh, the, the, the relationship between the realtor, in this case, Dottie represents that, the mortgage, uh, Ace, you represent that, the lawyer, 
Uh, Steve, you represent that, and, and we just had uh, Peter, who I, I gather is the son of Michael, um, if I'm correct, um, filling in for his dad uh, in terms of uh, speaking on the radio. He did a good job, if that's the case. Uh, you, have, uh, you have yourself uh, uh, the, the, the four important people, and um, as a matter of fact, we're going to go to the phone in a moment, but I do want to ask one question of anybody who wants to jump in. Is it good that all of these four people know each other? Or um, is one better off shopping around and having a realtor that doesn't know the mortgage guy, that doesn't know the lawyer, et cetera? Uh, anyone could jump in on that one. Well, I have to tell you, I think that, um, first of all, when I put the show together and Aces has gone and on the show with me probably from the beginning, um, we tried to put all the aspects of real estate that, somebody might need um, so that they can get all the information. And I've always found that in life, when you work with a great team, and, and many times I've seen where the attorney doesn't really know about real estate or doesn't have a relationship with the, the agent, um, I just feel that it, when you put the right team, and by the way, there's no one ever that's on my show that I haven't used personally or that I haven't, you know, done done business with personally. Um, I feel that a win- that you can't lose when you have a winning team, and I think that if you don't have a rapport with someone, at least for me, if I don't have a rapport with somebody, I really don't really want to work with them, no matter how good they are. So I think it's important to have a relationship and to feel comfortable, and also to have the best. And I only have the best people on my show. Steve, your thoughts? Yeah, I think relationship definitely matters, like Dottie just said. I think it's important given the quality of the people, right? I can understand how a, a first-time home buyer might have some concerns, and I always tell clients, I said, feel free to talk to other people. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's always the best because we're proud of how we do things. We charge an appropriate fee for A-plus work and being fully on top of, of the issues, and, and very proud of that. And, you know, take a look at what some of the other competitors are offering. I, I do think, and, and this is important for the consumer, because you have a range of professionals, right? In every profession, whether it's legal, insurance, mortgage, brokerage, you have some people who are absolutely wonderful, both as a person and, and knowledge and quality and dedication. And you have some, unfortunately, who are maybe so-so, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. And it's important that when you have, you know, to understand what partners are they working with. So I think people knowing each other is very helpful, but the customer always has to feel comfortable with it. So whenever I get a referral from whether a client or a a business colleague who we've, you know, had the chance to work with, I never take it for granted. I always look at it as you still have to earn that relationship, and that's the dedication someone has to bring to every transaction. And I'm proud and, to say with, with the other folks in the show, that's what we have over here. And, Michael, you will never hear any of us push any of our companies. Um, obviously, we hope you do business with us, but, we, but we've never tried to, we'll never hear us try to sell anything. We are really here to inform people, so the more knowledge, we always say knowledge is power, and there is no place that you can go. And when I tell you these guys are so dedicated to give up Saturdays every single week and really inform people of questions that if they called an attorney or if they called the finance person, 
they would not get a straight answer. So we are strictly here to help people because the whole real estate process and mortgage and 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 legal is very very complicated today. And speaking and of, uh, I mean, I know we don't want to sound like good as, but what happens is over time people do trust you and they get to know you and they get to feel comfortable in asking questions. I even have a a website that is Eye on Real Estate and. We have a dear Dottie, and people write in um, questions that we do on the air every, you know, and ask questions about everything. And I can assure you that Ace and Stephen get back to everyone, and so do I. So um, we think we do a lot of good, and so far, so good. Our audience is part of really who we love. And many times, somebody in the audience or who's listening has. An experience, and I tell people, if you've had that experience, somebody else does, and so they offer, they will offer their advice and what they went through. So I think it's like a big family. It's important, and uh, you, you bring to mind something that I do want to mention. Uh, if if you folks are listening right now on uh, Saturday nine uh, eleven, uh, the program's live, and we we do take calls. The number is eight six six nine seven zero nine six two two. And that being said, let's go to Henry in Brooklyn. I do. Did I get your name right, Henry? Is it Henry? Yeah, the name is right. So, Henry, what's your question or your comment as you join us live here on Ion Real Estate? Okay, good morning. I want to thank you for taking my call. And to tell Steve I still have his email I called three weeks ago, and I still will be in contact with him. Now, the question today is, I own the co-op. It's fully paid for. I'm a senior citizen. I want to put another person's name, another senior citizen, on the, the deed. Is that considered a gift? How interesting. Should we go? I think we should go to the lawyer first. Uh, Steve, right, uh, what's, Steve your, what's right. the answer? Sure. sure. Thank, thanks for following up. So what we have here is a co-op, right, and that you own free and clear. Um, right. There's no mortgage on the property, so we don't have to worry about bank approval. So there's right. really two considerations that we have to make. Number one, in the case of a co-op, you do need to have co-op board approval. So number one, before you do anything, you want to talk to management. And what's going to happen is you do need that board approval. Um, usually, if you know, depending upon the relationship, and especially since you don't have a mortgage, hopefully that should be a fairly streamlined process. But you do have to go through that process. Yeah, I know the board, the board is, members, so I have no okay. problem with that. Great. And then just one other detail, which it sounds like you'd probably be aware, but in case for other members of our audience, you want to have that original stock certificate and proprietary lease. Because the co-op is the one exception to the rule. There's not a deed. So what happens is that gets submitted to the co-op. They cancel it. And then they would issue a new one with the stock certificate and proprietary lease of both the two new owners. Now, the next thing is that is it considered a transfer of real estate? Whether it's a co-op, a condo, or a house, when you change the ownership, that is considered a transfer. And what that means is that throughout the Steve, state we're coming York, up on a break. Hang on to that thought. Okay, and we're sure. going to fi- we'll finish this up with Henry in just a moment. Michael Harrison guest hosting with Dottie Herman, and this is Eye on Real Estate. Twenty years ago, as aircraft were flying into buildings, 
America's heart was broken. One of the main reasons we can never forget is because we choose to remember. Craig Scott Amundsen Peter Paul Apollo Patrick Michael Aranos Always in our hearts, we choose to remember for the brighter day that's still ahead. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation carries forward a legacy of courage and heroism. To mark 20 years, Tunnel to Towers is gifting America's heroes and their families with 200 mortgage-free homes. To honor the fallen, Chairman and CEO Frank Siller walks more than 500 miles through six states in 42 days. From the Pentagon to Shanksville, culminating at Ground Zero on 9-11. Towers of Light return to the Pentagon and Shanksville memorials in remembrance. For the first time, those we lost to 9-11 related illness are being honored at a ceremony September 12th. On Veterans Day, another first. The soldiers we lost in the war on terror are having their names read aloud. The words never forget require action. Do good, please, and take action now. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. T2T.org. Be sure to tune in each and every Sunday morning at 10 for the Buddy Foy Jr. Show with entrepreneur, restaurateur, and TV personality, Buddy Foy Jr. Buddy will be talking with a variety of guests about issues that affect all of us. It's the show where business meets politics to help you succeed. That's the Buddy Foy Jr. Show, Sunday mornings starting at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. Fishing, loving every day. I worry about everything, of course. But instead of worrying, go see my friends at Trinitas for a screening. If you're between 50 and 80 years old and have a 20-pack year smoking history, you know, like uh, if you've been smoking like that, or even if you've quit in the past 15 years, listen to me, please. It's no joke. It's time for a lung screening. Give them a call. Make an appointment right now at 908-994-5984. It's 908-994-5984. It's low-dose, painless, non-invasive, fast and easy and only takes 30 seconds at Trinitas to have a screening and it could save your life. Finding out if you have lung cancer while it's still curable makes all the difference. If you catch it in time, you can beat it. Screenings are covered by most insurance. Do it for your family. Do it for yourself. Just do it. You can count on Trinitas to take care of you. 908-994-5984. Make an appointment. It's 908-994-5984. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. Actually, Michael Harrison guest hosting with Dottie Herman on Eye on Real Estate, this 9-11 special edition of it. And uh, we're very uh, pleased that you've come along with us. And it's been a, a, a most illuminating conversation. And we're still at it. When we uh, went to break, Steve uh, Ebert was answering a, um, a legal question for Henry in Brooklyn, who's still on the line. Steve, I had to cut you off, but let's pick it up where you left off. I hope you remember where you were. Absolutely. Again, thank you for calling with your question, Henry. So the, the last part of the question is, is there a tax consequence when you change ownership on property? And the answer is yes. Unfortunately, New York and the U.S. Has, a, has more than one tax that we have to keep under consideration. First off, throughout the state of New York, there is a transfer tax when you change ownership. 
And then if you're within the boundaries of New York City, New York City has its one as well. Now, in this case, you are at the moment the 100% owner, and you're looking at transferring half. So the portion that you're keeping, of course, there's no tax on because that hasn't changed. But the half that you're transferring to another person needs to be recorded in a transfer tax return form. Now, depending upon the nature of the transaction, the relationship you have with them, that may or may not be subject to a tax or maybe some reduction. As just a quick example, let's say somebody bought an apartment when they're single, they subsequently get married, and then they want to add their spouse. A married couple under the tax laws considered one economic unit. So adding a spouse, while you'd have to file a tax return, no tax would be due. But if you're transferring it to other family members or friends or there's a third-party sale, there are things to keep in mind and probably tax there's due. The last point that I want to mention on that is we have a term in the law called consideration. And consideration means what you give up of value. And you can give up something of value even if you're not getting cash back for that. And so what happens is you can trade half an apartment for a car, right? It doesn't have to be a check for cash. There's still value to that car. So that needs to be looked at. The last part for our viewers to keep, our listeners to keep in mind is if, let's say, somebody says it's a gift, um, you can give gifts of equity. Do keep in mind and it's a little bit more complicated, and that's sort of really more appropriate sort of for a one-on-one -on -one conversation privately, but that's something where there is a federal gift tax, and there's a lot of discussion that I'm not going to go into today because unfortunately the time, there's a lot of discussion right now in the Congress to make some changes to the federal estate and gift tax, but there are some exemptions annually and lifetime and it's really important that when you're doing these actions, which seem very simple and straightforward, that you take a comprehensive approach to it because there might be some other repercussions that's really not on one's radar. Hmm. Steve, thank you for that information. Henry, I hope that uh, suffices for you uh, in terms of your situation in Brooklyn. I just want to throw one thought at you, Henry. This is uh, just a, a layman's point of view. You said something that sort of raised an eyebrow. You said that... Uh, you have good relationships and you're friends with all the members of the board and, and sort of blew off a question uh, uh, pertaining to some of your obligations therein. Uh, I'd be very careful about that. Um, when, when it comes to business, even if you're friends with the members of the board, make sure it's in writing. <laughs> uh, would you agree with me about that, Steve? Absolutely. Well, the, 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 the famous uh, Hollywood producer from MGM Studios always said, you know, a verbal contract is worth the paper it's written on. Yeah. Henry, thanks for calling. Great talking to you this week. Take Thank care, my friend. Thank you very much, Steve, and I'll be in contact with you. Thank All you. Right. You're welcome. Have a good day. Yeah. So here we are. Uh, I can't believe how quickly this goes. We're in the final segments of the program. I'd like to bring this back to um, to, to 9-11 um, because uh, that is the, the overriding um, environment in which uh, at least the, this program is emanating from lower Manhattan. Ace, uh, did, did you have any connection to anyone that um, was involved in 9-11 personally? Oh, wow, uh, Michael, that's a great question. So right before, believe it or not, um, I was interning at Merrill Lynch on the 37th floor at World Trade Tower 2. And um, in September, by the end of August, 
I was actually attending the University of Connecticut, so I was in class on September 9th when I heard about the story. But just imagine, I just left uh, Merrill Lynch on August 25th. Um, huh. So just a, just a week right before um, that happened. So I called a lot of my colleagues on the on the 37th floor, and unfortunately, you know, um, five of them um, didn't make it. So it, it definitely um, is a sensitive uh time for me you know as I always think back you know I was just a young intern college uh, kid and I was um, being taught the world you know they taught me everything from not only the job but you know life lessons and things of that nature so um, it was a very uh, dramatic time and you know it really showed me that at any given point uh, tomorrow is not promised right I could have been there literally had it not have been for school and You know, I was one of the lucky ones, but there were so many unfortunate uh, folks. So, look, the moral of the story is I tell everyone all the time, whenever 9-11 comes, you know, be grateful, be thankful, appreciate your loved ones. And, you know, don't take tomorrow for granted because, you know, nothing's ever promised in this world. And you want to always be the best version of yourself every single day. So so that that to me was a pivotal moment in my um, sort of. Uh, childhood, you know, young, young adolescent, let's put it that way. You know, when I was in college, I was still coming into the real world. And for something like that to have happened and and made an impact on my life, um, I really, really, uh, you know, take every day, um, you know, and and I'm thankful uh, for every single day. So, Ace, I had, yeah, I had had no idea the uh, the extent of uh, your involvement with it when I asked you the question. And I have to say for, uh, and to me, you're a young man, um, for for a young man, (laughs) your wisdom, uh, you know, belies your youth. You, you, you have tremendous wisdom. What you just said um, is very, very moving to me. And, um, very, very appropriate. So um, I, I, I thank you. <laughs> I'm emotional listening to you. Not wow. You know, for that. And uh, Dottie, I hear you coughing a little bit in the background. Uh, you, you okay? Dottie? Kind of. I'm okay. I'm just reliving it myself. And well, I was going to ask you if you are okay in terms of your your cough. Uh, did you have any connections uh, to people uh, involved? Connections. Well, we have offices all over. I... I, I I ran to some of them. I actually was still home, and I was watching the plane crash on a nice day. And I, oh I you know, I right assumed that it was just a mishap. And then when the second one hit, I knew. And I called all my offices and said, just get out. And then I called Long Island's offices. I called everybody because nobody really, it was surreal. Nobody really knew what was happening. Um just people were running and just running and just trying to get out. And it was uh, something that um, I, I, I think there's no one in, in the tri-state that doesn't know exactly where they went were when it happened. And um, it's truly something that, as, as I said, um, as tragic as it was, we watched what New York was all about. And nobody would give up. And I remember saying to my daughter, get out of the city, move out of the city, just come home for a while, go to Long Island. And she said, no, Mom, I live here. This is my home, and I'm not leaving. And that was pretty much that was pretty much the sentiment of everybody in New York. Um, very different than the sentiment of COVID, where everybody left. Um, but but then, it was, and, and it was concerts and people and just everybody really, really, really together as one. 
And my message to everyone is, as I said, I hope that we can get back to that again. Um, because one of the wonderful things about New York City that I love is that it welcomes everybody. It doesn't matter who you are, what color you are, what religion you are, whatever you, what you wear. I mean, the nude cowboy walks around all the time. It just is accepting of everyone, and people live on top of each other. And really, nobody really, nobody, everyone is just a New Yorker. And um, it's, it's, the world should learn a lesson by that. And when it comes to any crisis, we're all in it together. Uh, you'll see New Yorkers, when it comes to anything, they're in it together. Yeah, no, so you make I, a good I'm point. I'm proud to be a New Yorker. On the resiliency of New York, um, I was thinking back, um, no matter what you think of pro or con, Rudy Giuliani, who came out of that as uh, the, the uh. moniker New York's mayor, one of the things that he did was um, he... Uh, used his influence and twisted the arms of a number of people to make sure that Broadway was up and running real quickly. Of course, that's different than the pandemic. But he had Broadway up and running, I think, within two or three days after that, which uh, lent to a positive spirit and uh, a, a, an optimistic view of uh, of what's going on. And again, uh, this is really important because uh, the resiliency of New York is something that uh, we have to consider today in terms of assessing present real estate market conditions. Uh, per the pandemic. New York was hit hard by the pandemic, but um, uh, New York's a good bet. <laughs> it, 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 I would it, never bet against it. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, it, it's true. Steve, what are your thoughts on all this? Well, you know, I, I remember 9-11. I remember a lot of stories. I had friends who stayed over because the roads were closed and they couldn't go home. And while before my wife and I were married, my wife at the time, was doing her residency at Kokobi Hospital in the Bronx, and that was the, and still is, the regional center in case of a crisis. And remember that they deployed all sorts of field hospitals and beds in, in the anticipation that hundreds or thousands of people might come, and nobody came wow. because they weren't survivors. But... You know, I, I do want to mention one other point. I had, I had a cousin of mine. Very quickly, because we're coming to the end of the show. Oh, yeah, now. sure, sure, sure. Have of course, about who had thirty a very seconds. One of her best friends and helped her get a job over at Cantor Fitzgerald beforehand in August, and who unfortunately uh, didn't make it. But oh well, the, the, Steve, well, uh, Steve, I have to. From that is, oh, sorry, we sure. have to, we have to wrap it up. I want to thank everybody, A. Steve, Dottie, Michael Harrison, back with Dottie next week. And this is Eye on Real Estate. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.